Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway opened up our new middle school series, Influencer. We will be talking about the people who influence us the most and how we can become influencers in other people's lives. We looked at Philippians 2 verses 1 through 9 and how we should follow Jesus' lead in being humble. Dallas challenges us to ask ourselves what in our lives would change if Jesus really was the one who influenced us the most. We hope you enjoy this message. We are in a new year, all right? We popped confetti and it went absolutely all over the crowd. Just kidding. It was contained, okay? Uh, I'll tell you that's, that might be on purpose because we know that you would grab handfuls of it and throw it at your neighbor. Um, or, I'll, or maybe it was just the confetti cannons didn't go as far as we thought they would. Uh, so in the new year, we've got a brand new series. It's called Influencer. We're going to be in it for the next four weeks. So it'll carry us all the way through the month of January. Does anybody want to take a stab at what we are talking about in this series called Influencer? What do you think? Influencers, okay? That's, that's a good shot. Anybody else want to throw? Cheryl, you got something? How are you going to influence people around you, right? Yeah, Madeline? YouTubers, okay, maybe. Yeah, John Connor? This is awesome. We're basically talking about all of this stuff. We are talking about, you can sum it up in one word, just by saying influence, all right? Everybody say influence. Turn to your, say, turn to your neighbor and say, it's not like having the flu, okay? Even though it's in there. Unless you do have the flu, and then you're influencing, like, our, you know, whatever, our sicknesses, our bodies by giving everybody in here the flu, too. So thank you. God bless. Why did, why did you come? Uh, but we are in the series called Influencers, and yes, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, this idea that there is kind of a new word for celebrity when it comes to our culture, right? And specifically with you guys and a little bit with high schoolers, but, but maybe definitely people that are younger than you, they're going to start being more and more familiar with this word uh, where somebody is called an influencer. Have you ever heard of a celebrity being called an influencer? Anybody ever heard that? Okay, just making sure, which is James Charles, get out of here. Uh, somebody had to say it, I guess. It had to be done. Uh, it was somebody on the front row. I don't know if it's Kate. Uh, so the new, and, and maybe you're not familiar with this, but kind of the new term for like the new age celebrities are or, or is influencer, all right? They are now called influencers or like an influencer. Uh, and this typically applies to people who are super involved in social media. So it could be like YouTube or Instagram or maybe TikTok. TikTok's really gotten big over the last few months. Even boys are jumping in and downloading the app, right? I mean, I think it's pretty funny, honestly. Uh, but yeah, what's this move? To, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, may, let me make this clock. I don't know. Right, I'll do, my own, I'll do my own dances. I think I should start a TikTok and just do ridiculous dances. And then you guys can comment and be like, that's not it. Uh, all right, so, but these people who are like social media famous, they're called influencers. Why? Because I think they have more power as celebrity, as influencers than ever before. And if you think about it, you know, like 
You, you now, more than any other time before it, you can know at any time of the day what a celebrity's thinking about, you know, it could be a political issue, could be uh, a, what they think about a certain holiday, could be about what they think about a certain person, anything at all, they can let you know what they're thinking, right? At a moment's notice, just by posting a picture or, uh, you know, a certain amount of characters on Twitter or by posting a video, they can let you know. They can let you know what they're eating, what they're doing at any moment of the day. Some of them post daily or weekly videos where you get to see a glimpse into their, their life, right, quote unquote, because most of it's not actually what their life looks like. But more than ever before, we have access to these people, and they are, whether you realize it or not, whether you're willing to admit it or not, they are influencing you in some way, shape, or form, right? And influence is, is just this. I actually got a definition for you. Oh, hello. Uh, influence is being able to shape or, or a way of impacting other people and how they think, how they behave, and how they believe, right? So real quick, let me get like three. Who are your favorite influencers right now? Who are your favorite people? Uh, Wes, I'm scared, but what is it? Danny Duncan? Oh, okay, I do, know, I do know who you're talking about. I don't know if that's a good one or not. Uh, Cheryl? Her mom, she went straight to like, we're going deeper here, right? How about one from this crowd, Zach? Sherman Lawrence? Oh, Trevor Lawrence, wow. No comments, no comments. He's probably a great guy. He seems like a really good guy. Uh, So there's all these people who are influencing us, and just put that away, and and, uh, you may not realize it, but they are influencing the way you think, believe, and behave, but celebrities or YouTube stars or whatever you want to call them, they're not the only ones who are influencing us. In fact, you could really say that each of us, all of us, and maybe you already knew where we were going, all of us have influence. So even when Cheryl brings up her mom, yeah, her mom's been a huge influencer in her life. And again, whether you want to give them credit for it or not, there's been plenty of people along the way in your life who have influenced you as well, your, your teachers and your family and your friends, and maybe even somebody that you didn't really know at all, but they said like something either really nice or really terrible to you, and it's influenced you to this day in some way. I mean, like, when we talk about influencing, impacting the way that people think, I mean, just think for a second about your teachers. And maybe they didn't necessarily, like, change what you think about God or any of that kind of stuff, but, but they helped you better understand math or English or social studies, or maybe they didn't help you better understand, and so it's been a negative influence, right? What, your behavior, there's friends in your life who have done certain things or said certain things that after they do it, you're like, oh, wow, like, so I could actually do that? maybe in a positive, maybe in a negative way, and then you try something because a friend of yours is doing it, right? Or maybe your parents or whoever it might be. Uh, This whole thing of belief, these are like the big things that we believe, right? The things that we hold near and dear. Maybe it's been me or your small group leader or a friend or somebody in FG Kids. I don't know who it is, but it has influenced the way you believe uh, or what you believe about God. We, we all have influence in some way, shape, or form to affect and impact the people who are around us, especially the people who are close to us. So let me ask you this question. If that's true, if we all have influence, here's a question for you. How are you using yours? How are you using your influence? You know, the, the celebrities and 
you know, whoever it is. Could be a movie star, could be a, a music artist, could be whatever, right? But a lot of these people, I, I think that maybe they have good intentions, but I think a lot of them don't quite understand the impact that their influence is having. Because whether they realize it or not, every one of us in our influence is sending some sort of message. This is why it's important to think, how are you actually using your influence? And for a lot of these people, their message, like what they've kind of boiled down, like this is why I do what I do, is the thing that gets them up in the morning, the thing that keeps them working hard into all hours of the night, the thing that like makes them do everything they do. It's, this is like their motivation. Their message is their motivation. And for some of them, it's kind of easy to see, right? Like their motivation is, hey, I'm going to make these videos. I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to, so that you will buy my merch, right? Like buy a new shirt, buy a new hoodie, buy a new diet shake, right? Like that's, that's the reason that some of them do what they do so that they can target you and target me and get us to give them our money, right? That's their motivation. And there's others who, you know, maybe they, they do it in not as clear of a way of like buy my merch, but you know, they're pushing this message of kindness and be good to other people. But here's the only reason that some of them are doing it is because the more they make you feel good about yourself, the more you keep coming back to them. And every time you watch one of their videos, they're getting some sort of compensation, right? I think that, unfortunately, what we see in the world today is a lot of people doing what they do. Their whole purpose is because of some sort of arrogance or selfishness where everything they do is actually about themselves, and here's what we're doing in this influencer series, really, is, is saying, hey, here's what we see presented in a lot of the world. Today, it's arrogance. But actually here, if we want to be an influencer for the kingdom, an influencer for Christ, here's actually how we're to live. And here's how maybe the, the person who should be the most influential in our life, Jesus, God, here's, here's what we see maybe in his life that's a little bit of the opposite. So today, if you zone out, here's what we're basically talking about is arrogance that we see in the world and arrogance that we see, selfishness that we see in maybe some of the influencers of today versus the humility that we find in Christ. And how really, I mean, you know, I've already asked the question, what are you going to do with your influence? Well, I, I hope that I use it for good. I hope that I use it to, to tell people about Jesus maybe here's what you need to understand is that's actually why you're here. Like that should be your message. That should be the, the thing that gets you up in the morning. That should be the thing that excites you, right? But maybe you don't know how. If every influencer has a message and our message is the good news of Jesus Christ, that in all the ways we influence and all the people we interact with, that, we, that ought to be our one mission, right? No matter what we do, how, how we do it, that's our one goal. But how do we, how do we get there? How do we possibly be a kingdom influencer? Thankfully, we're not left on our own. There's plenty of scripture that helps us understand what this looks like, all right? So turn in your Bibles real quick to James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. And while you're turning there or turning your eyes to the, the big screen behind me, uh, James, maybe you didn't realize this, is the half-brother or one of the half-brothers of Jesus, I don't know if you've thought about this before, but Jesus, right? Mary was his mother. He was uh, in her womb and all that kind of fun stuff. And then God is his father, right? So Joseph was kind of like uh, 
caretaker, like almost adopted father, right? But we typically think about Mary and Joseph as Jesus' parents. But the reality is that it was, it was God the Father and Mary was his mother here on earth, right? And so, but Joseph stepped in to help take care. But Mary and Joseph had other kids, right? Apparently, it wasn't enough on their hands, on their plate, to have the Son of God living in their house and all the weight that I would imagine would come with that. They decided to have more kids. And so Jesus had siblings. I don't know if you've thought about that before. But could you imagine, all right, James was one of those siblings. Could you imagine being James or being you and your brother or your sister is like God in the flesh, right? Could you imagine maybe how annoying that would be, <laughs> how difficult that would be? Like they never sin. They literally are like the perfect child, okay? I'm sure he, you know, tipped things over and maybe had his clumsy moments or whatever, but he never sinned. It was never his fault. Have <laughs> you thought about that? Uh, like, that would be, that'd be insane to have Jesus as your brother. But at some point, right, after growing up with him, at least to some extent, uh, James ends up actually believing that Jesus really was God in a bod, all right? God in the flesh. And so much so that he became a leader in the early church, and he even wrote one of the books here in the Bible. He wrote one of these letters. And in this letter, James is probably one of my favorite books of the Bible because it's short, it's only five chapters, okay? You could literally read through it today. And it's very practical. James, his whole book is pretty much about, hey, this is what it looks like to live as a Christian. So he talks about how we use our words, right? These are where some of the illustrations about the tongue and the power of the tongue come from. Uh, he talks about how to treat other people. And, uh, and that's kind of what we're looking at this, this morning is what he says about treating other people, how that connects to our faith, and then we'll connect it to this idea of influence, all right? So James chapter two, verse 14 says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead, right? So what's James saying here? He's not saying that, hey, if you don't do enough good in the world, then you'll never be saved. Or if you don't do enough good in the world, then you're not actually a Christian. Or if you don't help the poor, he's not saying any of that. But what he is saying is that if you are a follower of Jesus, then your life will start to show it. And here he's talking about caring for those in need, right? He's talking about caring for the poor, but, but you can expand this, and he does in a lot of ways in this entire book. But if you are a follower of Jesus, here's, here's James' point, is that the way you talk to and about other people will be different. It'll be Christ-like. That how you love and serve other people will be different. It'll start to look a little bit more like Jesus. That how you live as a part of your family and how you interact as a part of your school or your sports team, that all of life for you and for me would start to look different, would start to look more like Jesus. If you and I are going to be kingdom influencers, influencers for Christ, this, on a base level, is where it has to start. Put simply, our life and our message have to start to line up. 
Our life and our message have to start to line up. So let me ask you, does your life mirror or look like your message that you claim? If you claim to be a follower of Jesus, if I claim to be a follower of Jesus, then how does that play out in your friendships? How does that play out when you're playing video games? How does that play out when you're choosing what to watch on Netflix or YouTube or wherever it is for you? Do your, does your life and your message line up? Because here's the deal, if they don't, if there's like never any crossover, you will never truly be an influencer for the kingdom. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe God can, can use you in some ways, but we, we are called to so much more. We are called to live like Christ, be an influencer for the kingdom, and part of that is having our message and our life match up. And maybe some of you are like, okay, whoa, yeah, that actually kind of gives me a whole idea. Like, I can go down a list, and like, these are things I need to work on. Here's the deal, though. It doesn't just start with this, like, behavior modification. It doesn't just start with, like, okay, your, your life is supposed to look more like Jesus, so now go live like Jesus. I think we've, we've got to go a step further. And not only should our actions look like Jesus, but our, our heart and our motivations have to look like his as well. And thankfully, that's not all done on our own. Actually, if you are a, a follower of Jesus, if you have put your faith and trust in God, you are saved, you've received salvation, God's actually given you a new heart. Touch your heart and say, you're new. You're new, little guy, right? God's given you a new heart. He's given you new desires. And part of this is actually to walk in the way that we're talking about this morning. And part of it is also this thing that I mentioned at the very beginning. It's to do it all with humility, to do it all humbly. Remember we said comparing arrogance of the world oftentimes to the humility of Christ. Our behaviors don't, have to be, don't just have to be different, but it, it stems from, it all comes from, starts with a, a humble heart. Jesus was the best example of this, right? You could say pretty easily that Jesus influenced James and Jesus was, I mean, really, you could say that Jesus has been the greatest influencer in all of history, right? In fact, maybe this is something for you to chew on, but what would it look like if above all the other influences and influencers in your life, Jesus was the greatest? What if in, in 2020, yeah, I know you guys got a lot of hopes and dreams and you hope you'll get your first girlfriend and, you know, maybe he'll like actually text me back or whatever. Like you've got all these hopes and dreams for 2020, right? But what if at the forefront of those hopes and dreams was, hey, more than anything else this year, I want to pursue God and have him be the one who shapes and molds me more than anybody else. What, what might happen? You me kind of crazy. Here's part of what would happen is I think God would start to, to just develop a heart in you that, that is humble, that puts him and others before yourself. Let's read about how Jesus did that. In, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, So there, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, there's our word, count others more significant than yourselves. 
Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. So he's, he's talking about, hey, what we just said from James, your, let your life and your message start to line up. That you would truly start to love others well, like you have been loved by God. And how does this happen? It happens by mirroring the humility of God. Letting the humility of God well up inside you to the point that you can't contain it anymore. And that that would be one of the main influencers as you interact with people around you. So verse five says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Like let your mind be about those things. Who though, this is talking about Jesus now, he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Who should be our greatest influence? Jesus, God. What are some of the core pieces of his character that we ought to be mirroring to the world in our own lives? One of them is humility. This is what we just celebrated all December, right? Jesus' birth, literally God, okay? I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but God, he's up in heaven, everything's good up there, like I would maybe much rather be there sometimes, right? Like, he, he did not have to come to earth. And yet, he did. For us, for you, and for me. And he did it humbly. Because here's the deal. We, we've talked about this plenty of times. He didn't come in like some sweet rocket ship, right? And like live in a palace. And he didn't even come as like a 30-year-old guy, like, hey, we're ready to go. We got all the stuff in order. He came as a baby, pooping, right? Like, some sort of weird ancient culture diaper on all the time, right? Like, like he came and, and experienced all the things that we experience here on this earth, it was tempted by the same sins, dealt with people who were really hard to deal with, was in a family that likely had some pretty serious family conflict, right? Like he dealt with those things. He humbled himself. And then the rest of his life, he humbled himself. He never put himself above other people. He was always looking to serve, always looking to love, always looking to put others and his Father in heaven before him. Jesus is our best example of humility. Jesus is our best example of what it looks like to be an influencer for the kingdom. And it's his example, as 2020 starts, that I'm praying that you and I would follow. So let me ask the questions again. What are you doing with your influence? If you're here, if, if your message, if my message is supposed to be one of spreading the good news of Jesus, are we using our influence to do that? Or are we using it for our own gain? What, what are you doing with your influence? And then let me maybe ask that question again. What, what might change in your life if above everybody else, you let Jesus be the one who was influencing you the most. Above everybody else, even your best friends, even your family, me, your small group leaders. I think that if Jesus was the one that we were taking our influence from, that it would drastically change how we interact with our friends, that it would greatly impact our families, 
that it might even make your parents ask, like, what, what just, like, where did my kid go? Like, what happened to this kid? In a good way, right? That your schools would be different, your sports teams would be different, your, your life would be different. When we get together on Sunday mornings, it would look different. I mean, my, my prayer for you, it, 2020 is just starting, right? It's not too late to maybe write down a new New Year's resolution or maybe write down your first one. That 2020 would be the year, maybe more than any other year, that you pursued the one thing that's worth pursuing, that you pursued Jesus. Pursuit of money, it's eventually going to fail. You're going to realize that whatever number you thought would make you satisfied, doesn't. Pursuit of, like, friends being the most popular person, it fails. Eventually, you're going to have a whole lot of people that don't like you, and chances are you're not going to know how to handle that. Most of your close friends will end up moving away, especially when you go off to college and you have to start again. Like, it's, it's just always something new, right? Whatever, whatever the pursuit is in your life, pursuit of looks, eventually you get old, sorry. There's plenty of surgeries, and then you have those surgeries, and you still look really good, but we're all like, you're so fake, right? Like, and we, we know. Your mom does it all the time to celebrities she sees on TV, right? Like, it's all fleeting compared to the pursuit of Jesus. Let that be your number one New Year's resolution. Let me pray for us. Father, help us to be influencers for the kingdom. That is the only thing that lasts. To follow you, to pursue you. So, and God, in helping us do that, help, help our lives to line up with our messages, but God, start with our hearts, our character, that we might start to be a little more humble just like your son, Jesus, was humble in everything that he did and said. Love you, Lord. May that be our 2020 New Year's resolution. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.